gentlemen, on Mondays, we talk to... It's free. From NBC Boston. A man who has done every sport... It's free. Under the umbrella that is sports, ladies and gentlemen. As seen on TV, it's Eric Fried. It's uh, Mr. Eric Fried. Good morning, Frito. Uh, I do believe I uh, heard a new nickname that was offered up there, Greg, by uh, one Mr. Scott Randolph McMullen. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wizard of Sports? Yes. I like that. The Wizard of Sports. Yep. That's exactly Wizard of Sports. That's what you do, right? Sports there. Whiz. Sports Whiz. <laughs> Make a whiz with the sports whiz. Yes. I would say. I, we went right back there, you know. Yeah, well, that's what Kelly does, and that's what I do because Kelly's a bad influence. On yes, me. he is. He is. My that's a good freedom. way. Hey, uh, so I mean, this skid that the Red Sox are on—I mean, I'm terrified. Oh, I know. Oh gosh, <laughs> forget about printing up the playoff tickets now, right, G? Oh my gosh, I started to see people losing their mind uh, over the weekend. I'm like, let's just catch our <laughs> breath, shall we, everybody? But Crazy. I do like the fact that it took a no-hitter to finally give them a loss. Right. That shows you where they were. And then yesterday, kind of a, uh early look at what kind of plan Alex Cora has. He, you know, he, It wasn't like a Sunday where he's like, well, we've got a day off Monday. We've got to travel to Toronto. Um, he gave everybody a day off, it seemed, except David Price, and then they were in the game to the very end. So... You know, he's got that long view. They, they're a team that jumped out. They only had a couple losses heading into that no-hitter. Um, you know, when we talked one week ago, they got rained out for Patriots Day, but they right. were riding high. They yep. had to, you know, head on the road trip, and they go into Anaheim and, and sweep the Angels and, you know, took that series, and then they lose a couple to Oakland. So, I mean, it's just been an unbelievable start of the season for the Red Sox. And when you say their only bumps in the road are, uh, the last game of a trip out west against Oakland and a no hitter, then you know you you know you're in pretty good shape when those are the uh, the the two blemishes you have on your schedule in the last two weeks. Yeah, I got. I mean, uh, I, there's so much going on. I mean, the Celtics yesterday, big comeback. I mean, they 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 stormed back, and if it wasn't for uh, who, who, who Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown getting the shot, you know, taken away from him in oh. the last couple seconds, <clears throat> it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Well, you know. There was some fight down the stretch, which was good to see, Greg, because yeah. we didn't see much of that in Milwaukee until the fourth quarter yesterday. So you got about seven quarters of really not being interested. They won the first two games in the series at home. They go out there, and, and Milwaukee beats them. Um, and they were beating up on them yesterday. Celtics were down by 20 before they came back to take the lead, but they couldn't hold on. Jalen Brown continues to just to emerge and and. and improve game by game at 34 points yesterday to lead the Celtics. But now you're kind of wondering, well, where are they right now? You know, I mean, we've talked about the loss of Kyrie, the loss of Marcus Smart. Now, Smart is saying that he could be back this week. He's seeing a thumb specialist in New York, and if he gets cleared, he's going to be ready to come back and play. But he's been out for a while, so you don't know what he's going to be able to do and when he's going to be able to do it. So that's a little bit of an unknown, a little bit of an unknown how they're going to react after – dropping back-to-back games in Milwaukee, too. So they're not alone, though. You look in the Eastern Conference, I mean, the Cavs and the Pacers are even at two. The Raptors and Washington are even at two in their series. So it's pretty evenly matched across the board, even in this 2-7 series between the Celtics and uh, yeah. Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. Go ahead, Kelly. I was out to dinner at Chip to Shore Frito Saturday night, so I missed uh, a good portion of the Bruins game. I know they had Burrs For a good back. cause, though, Kelly. Yeah. I mean, Chip to Shore yeah, is a I good know. spot to Can't be if you're going to miss the uh, miss anything. Sure. I know they had Bergeron back. Um, however, I know Tuca gave up at least one bad goal. Who do you put the, the most of the blame on for Saturday night? <clears throat> 
Tuca took responsibility, saying he would have had more success if he had his eyes closed to stop Toronto. But I think he didn't have any help in front of him. You know, the Bruins were they were a step slow. Uh, they gave up odd man rushes. They didn't have any sort of presence in front of the net for Tuca. So they needed Tuca to just play completely above his head, and he played below his standards. And that's a, a, that's a formula for getting pulled. You know, Bruce Cassidy pulled him. Maybe it's a combination. He gave up a, a soft goal or two, but also they were leaving him out there to kind of yeah, uh, I, I figure say, it out himself. You know, I, it's one of those, it's like, well, I'm not gonna, I know he's going to come back and start the next game, so I'm going to pull him out now, which is what he did. I mean, they battled back to make it a one-goal game, but uh, yeah, also, you, know, though, you can't put it all on him. Yeah, you can't. And I, I get pissed after a game like that where people start going after the guy. I mean, there were plays there that he, there's nothing he could do. You know what I mean? I mean, a beautiful play yeah. by Toronto, no question about it. You know, but there were a couple of plays there that there was nothing he could have done. And also, when they're taking a goaltender out like that, you, you're thinking down the road, like Eric said, but you also want to jumpstart that team that we got to pull yeah. this guy you let him down get it in gear that's also part of you know the, the thinking that goes on to a move like yeah, that I, I mean to kelly's original point too greg i mean tuco was not very good but the team around him wasn't was all on him either wasn't but here, all on here's him. the thing that i think we see this all the time in the stanley cup playoffs toronto was the first team to really be pinned against the wall, to be playing with desperation. And when you start playing desperate hockey, you it is tough to match that for the Bruins. I mean, you've got to come out and say, all right, this, this team is going to play. If they have any pride, and Toronto obviously does, yeah. if they're going to come out and they're going to go out and play every shift like it's it, potentially their last of the season, be tough to beat. that is hard to match. Yeah. And the Bruins did not come close to matching that. And as a result, there's a game six tonight. In Toronto, because you know when this series started, the Bruins were up two nothing, and we were talking one week ago about well, you know that's going to be an easy first round series. The way Toronto's playing, well, Toronto to their credit stepped it up. They they stepped it up. They played that desperate hockey. Bruins showed a couple of signs of life in the third period, but now you know the Bruins they have a little of that taste of desperation now too. Like, do they want this to go to a game seven? We've seen what's happened in the past sometimes with these game sevens, and uh, yeah. In, in between the Bruins and the and the Maple Leafs, so hey, I, I, I you know I, I just think Toronto played desperate hockey the last couple of days, and the Bruins have to fi- try to find that intensity. Are we seeing some kind of uh, rebellion against Bill Belichick from Tom Brady, a passive aggressive uh, rebellion, but from Brady and Gronkowski with the uh, all of the not signed yet, not committed? It's kind of like so, it feels like some form of protest. <sighs> I, I don't know how you can look at it otherwise. And I, I don't know if you saw any of the Gronk stuff this weekend. They had um, motocross at Gillette Stadium, and Gronk was there as part of an appearance and doing his Gronk thing. But, uh, he, he, you know, he's trying to play games here a little bit, like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be back or not. I know I'm not going to be at organized team activities. I, I know I'm not going to be here for, um, you know, some other preseason workout. or There's just this kind of cloud around him. For Brady, you know, we, we've discussed in the past about the, the whole piece of, well, you know, the end of Tom versus time where he's kind of leaving it out there and, and Giselle is, is hinting like, you know, what is, you, do you want to put yourself through all this again because you have to work at such a high level? But I, I, I think you're right, Greg. I mean, I, I just think it's there, there's something going on there. We're not going to find out because you hear little 
bits and pieces maybe from the Brady or the Gronkowski side of things leaked out or from the Belichick side of things, and they usually don't play those kind of games. You, you think know, it's he's usually got a, you think he's got really anything buttoned in, down in, in Foxborough, and yet we're, we're, we're speculating about it right now, heading into the draft, and, and the draft is this week, so what will the Patriots do? You know, they take a right. quarterback, they move up and take a really good quarterback, well, then we'll have an idea of what they really think of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, of what Brady may be doing. You, you think know? it may have so, anything to do with Guerrero? Oh, it's got a lot to do with it. I mean, that, that was the start of it for Brady, and Gronkowski yeah. went over and worked with Alex Guerrero as well, and Gronkowski credits Guerrero for having uh, just one of his better, healthier years this yeah. past season. And for Belichick, he had to defend his training staff because you know Guerrero was coming in here saying opposite of what, if, if you know, just going back through all the pieces we've heard about and read, opposite of what some of the Patriots training staff was doing. Well, Belichick's role is to defend his staff and his team. And, you know, and then the ESPN writer came out and said Guerrero was on Kraft's plane to the Super Bowl. So now you've got that all, the, the whole soap opera, the whole twists and turns of the whole thing. But that is the line where, you, you know, you go back to it a little bit and say, ooh, you know, there, there's a common denominator there with yeah. the whole Alex Guerrero piece. And yeah. whether or not you believe in his methods or not or believe that he should have a connection to the team. Belichick thought he should not. Belichick removed him from the sidelines. Brady and, Gore- and Gronkowski have to go, you know, away from, you know, it's in Foxborough, but, you know, go away from the building to get their treatment with Guerrero. And, and again, you know, this is stuff that it, Brady is – completely committed to because it's part of his after football life <laughs> you know this believe you you saw the book and you've yeah. heard about all the the things that they've been doing together in in this tb12 method and what guerrero has done so it's it's an interesting time and one of the pieces that will help fill in some of the story will be this week when the draft starts thursday night how yeah. aggressive will the patriots be will they stay put will they move up will they take a quarterback will they take a tight end these are all parts of I, I, they won't be full answers, but it'll start to fill in some of the answers. I think. Yeah, there was good. You can only sail. You can only sail problem free for so long. I mean, you know. I mean, Amendola, everybody's always out there. Oh, of course, of course. Anything. And Amendola came out and said that Bill Belichick is uh, is a uh, is a prick in 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 certain ways, but did it in a way he wasn't. He said it. He's difficult, but he's also the guy that's going to get up at the Super Bowl uh, trophy party and say, "I know I'm a jerk." But this is the this is the reward for that, and so. But for Amendola, Greg, I mean, I think to the, now maybe he sees it's like okay, there is some ma- ma- method to the madness. Well, there is some method to the madness. There, there, there there's a rocky patch right now for the Patriots, so maybe it's not going to be a slam dunk that they're going to compete for a Super Bowl. And I have put aside money over these past several years, agreeing to smaller dollar figures to right. continue to participate in the Patriot way and play for Belichick. Now this is my last chance to get paid, and you know he's going to go to Miami, and I don't think anybody thinks Miami is going to be better than New England. But there comes a point where he's like, I've only got a couple of hits left in this body probably, and I've got to cash some checks here, and the Patriots weren't going to pay that. And that was a business decision. A lot of guys made decisions in the past just because they want to play with Brady, they want to win Super Bowls, but – even Brady, you know, Brady can't blame a guy like Amendola. I mean, oh, Brady I would love to keep Amendola around, but I agree. 
Um, 100%. You know, he's got to go find his money. And uh, after taking some, uh, taking less to stay with Brady and, and, and Belichick and the Patriots, uh, it comes a time where you've got to go get paid. What's on the uh, incredibly busy freed schedule? Oh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a quiet time. Oh, school now, vacation week. Transition to... School vacation week. Yes, this is... Uh, School vacation. I, I understand you have uh, things that you need to do this week. Well, too, my so wife, I'm, I'm in the same. I'm in the same boat. School vacation week. When you when you go home and you find that your wife is knee deep in a project that she could use some help with, <laughs> and you're used to going home and having a certain routine of getting ready for work and doing all these things, and and it all gets thrown uh, into the, the the monkey wrench into it. Bummer. I and think we, we have figured yeah, out yeah. loyal listeners to the buzz. Yes. And friends of Greg, we call them Fogs, friends of Greg. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, you are a man of routine. You are a man of structure. You are a man that likes to do your thing at your time on your schedule. That is all correct. And I have a feeling that is going to be a little uh, yes. flipped uh, over this week. I, I have a feeling there's going to be walks on the beach. There's gonna <laughs> I'm be, okay with that. There's going to be. No, I don't mind. There's going to be some touch-up paintwork. I, oh, see, that's be, what yeah, I mind. Scotty, that could be. That's, it, that's yeah. what I mind. A new light fixture. <laughs> oh, you've got to paint the cellar doors. And you, know, the cellar. and you know there's probably <laughs> yeah. going to be talk about a grill. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I right. love it. All right, I love it. Excellent. So it's well, no vacation. No vacation. Well, give, my, give our best to your, Have lovely, a great week, your guys. lovely wife. Talk right, to well, you next week. You got it. Eric Freed, everybody. Yeah. I'm going to cut you loose for you. All right. Don't forget, you got a little bit more time to get in on the uh, Pay It Forward uh, with Dunkin' Donuts. We yes. got a, a